This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. Last time on the FBI basement. Here it comes again! They drilled <clears throat> holes in my fucking teeth! Does anybody else need coffee? You want coffee? I will show you what I'm going to do to that coffee. Did Dwayne Barry tell you about the time that Dwayne Barry woke up naked in a cornfield high on amphetamine? Call it Dwayne Barry a liar? And now, the continuation. Well, last week we were left dangling from the cliff, right? Were we? <laughs> were, were we? Is she dead? Please tell me she didn't die. Like, she's not I dead will yet. go uh, blind. But she's very much not happy because Dwayne Barry had apparently kidnapped Scully from her apartment somehow. Somehow he got there. <laughs> That's the thing we should acknowledge is somehow he got there. Yeah, they're playing pretty fast and loose with Virginia geography here. So, do you think um, you like, do you, do you think like somebody gave him right? Like, do you, can you just imagine what the car ride was like that for? Like, Almost, I almost believe Krychek drove him there. He didn't even have MapQuest. Like, I think no. about time before GPS, I'm like, damn, MapQuest sucked. But could you imagine, like, no. Well, that was at least a couple hours of a drive, too. Yeah, like, I'm actually doing mm-hmm. the math and the, the driving in my head. And it's like, someone gave him directions. Like, someone took him there. And like I said, do you think it's just like, no, Dwayne Barry ain't sure about this. Dwayne Barry don't like this. Dwayne Barry also don't like this radio station. Dwayne Barry is going to change it. Um, uh, before we get to that point, we still got to discuss the fact that uh, we are now at the second part of this series. It is called Ascension, directed by Michael Lang and written by Paul Brown. It is the continuation of the first real multi-part storyline we've gotten with the episode really quickly here, uh, because there's a lot to go over. A lot, a lot happens here. I, I have following. some questions. Do you have answers for my questions about this episode? I might have answers. Okay. But should we get into it? Uh, the episode opens with the frantic message left on Mulder's answering machine, which is like the start of a snuff film. Right. And this is literally where I have questions. This is where I literally start to have questions. Like, does he know that this happened? Are we doing a flashback? Or is Mulder just imagining all of these ha- things happening to Scully? I think it, it, I like this episode, but I feel like that was kind of lazy. Like, like there's kind of no explanations, but it's like they just cut to Mulder. He looks sad and then something is happening to Scully. And it's like, oh, uh. if you remember last week, Scully had taken the implant removed from Dwayne Barry, the uh, multiple abductee hostage taker. To the, to the grocery store and ran it over the, the scanner and completely messed up the cash register. And then also got two ninety nine off avocados. She gonna make some guac. <laughs> mm, I just really want some guac. Suddenly, Dwayne Barry mysteriously appeared outside her home while she was leaving the message. He breaks in through the window. <laughs> when Mulder hears the message, he runs to his Why didn't home. she shoot him in the face? Because her gun. Like, she has never hesitated to pull her gun before and the entirety of season all about it it just it, she does not in this like she gets all damsely by the time we already established a crime scene and scully's mother arrives sure she has put down that goddamn tree fox i came as soon as i could has she taken down the tree uh she's demanding to be let into the apartment he apparently tells 
Bill's motive that she had come because of a recurring dream she had. Was it about which, the Christmas tree? Which Scully has taken away from her. It's not about the fucking Christmas. It, that's a lie. It was about the fucking Christmas tree. Mulder looks down <laughs> to find blood on his hand. <sighs> there is so little blood. He promptly licks his fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is literally what is happening next. Yeah. Yeah. Cue the opening theme song. This morning at the FBI headquarters, Walt Skinner is all business when it comes to the surgery doghouse, outhouse, hen house. No, 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 that's Tommy Leach. You you want to go watch that? Can we review that as opposed to this? No. Mulder, of course, is gung-ho to jump on, but Skinner recognizing Mulder is too close to this. Yanks Mulder off the case. Also, he hasn't slept in like a day and probably smells awful. Stank is be some epic stank like, in this episode. Just... Tune stink drawings. Like he should be looking like pig pen. <laughs> you can smell him through the television. It's an immersive experience. Oh, he smells awful. Mulder, of course, uh Loudly protests this, and Skinner orders Krychek. I'm sorry. Dylan Mulder babysitting duty, buddy. Take him home, put him down for a nap. Meanwhile, rolling down... Is that what that fucking is? Because I thought it was 221, and then I just got pissed. Like, <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, okay, so the he's reason... Rolling down, he's rolling down that road and listening to... Uh... Uh, Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds, Red Right Hand, which oh, is... Right. Which is track seven on uh, Songs in the Key of X, which one, holy fuck, I have that memorized. 20 years plus. And two, here is the thing. This is a great song. It comes from a great album uh, from a really good band who before this was probably best known for being in Wings of Desire. And then it was in Scream and then it was everywhere else. And then I was mad forever. (laughs) I think you, you you might have also heard it on the Hellboy soundtrack. Or, huh? Well, yeah, and it's a great song. And here's the thing is that it's like that entire song is about a serial killer. That song is literally about a serial killer looking for someone to murder. It's too good. He can't play it. So we are going to, that uh, he's not uh, bopping, uh, bopping along. Well, I assume Dwayne Barry preferred country music, but I, oh, God. Barry likes a little bit of Southern or any any band that has a fan sant leading it. Well, and here's the thing: is the second time music will be important in the X Files. And by the way, Barry is speeding down the Blue Ridge Parkway, according to Wikipedia. Oh boy! And why the fuck is he speeding? No, no, God damn it! The Blue Ridge Parkway is nowhere near Charlottesville or Richmond or Annapolis. You know where it is. It goes literally from North Carolina like to said, your dad's backyard. They're yeah, playing, they're playing uh, fast and loose with Virginia geography here. Oh so, my god! Know. Look, you know they're in Vancouver anyway. They're in Canada. Look, anyway, so it doesn't. I matter. got straight A's and Virginia history in fourth grade, and it should count for something. By the way, if you go to live in Virginia, this is a required class. Okay. It's on the SOLs. Anyway, Dwayne is pulled over by the five O. <laughs> The nicest state trooper who has ever pulled anybody over. (laughs) And holds his gun wrong. Yeah, like, this guy is just begging to die, right? Like, No, it is a speed trying to play it off. 
somewhere to go. Hey, let's yeah. all enjoy how clear his dash cam is. It's not grainy at all. Buster <laughs> notices blood on Dwayne's <laughs> hand in a hospital bracelet and immediately figures out that something ain't quite right here. <sighs> oh, God. And doesn't Scully start making noise or something? The noise she makes is what gets him killed. Yeah, because he yeah, looks at it and at that moment. It's like, oh, sadness. Yep, Barry shoots, guns down the officer immediately and zooms and goes on as well. Yeah, the Blue Ridge Parkway, hundred which is about 150 miles away. Ah, you got to separate yourself, man. You got to separate. I'm, I'm sorry. I just thought, look, I... They told us that this was going to be important. I thought it would be, and it's not. <laughs> Back at the FBI, Mulder is listening to his conversation with Dwayne Barry regarding the drilling of, of holes in teeth and various other things done to him uh, by, the, by the aliens. <laughs> and he rewinds to a part where Barry mentions the phrase, ascend to the stars. Which was the theme of my... Uh senior prom i believe <laughs> why does he stick you see it before or is he like will graham well you see shit. uh marissa <laughs> many years ago Mulder became concerned about the plight of the people of tibet no no uh, oh wait no i'm thinking uh, no I'm, I'm thinking twin peaks i'm Long sorry i'm sorry <laughs> uh but Mulder look up an old phone book to discover that ascend to the stars is the motto of an attraction in virginia called skyland mountain <laughs> which doesn't exist in west virginia maybe that is silent hill go to hell <laughs> Crychek, meanwhile is going to requisition a college and uh, he ha- makes a call to his good buddy, the cigarette smoking. It's like the greatest phone call scene in anything ever made, by the way. <laughs> I-, I like how he has full bars in a uh, part and 95 of all things. That conversation. And it's like the CS like three rows away. <laughs> Don't conversations one. They echo in parking garages no matter how quiet they are <laughs> and Mulder can see him for a split second there Mulder can see that he's got his arm raised up like he's making a fucking call which is something <laughs> at that time that would stick out and furthermore the CSM is in the same parking garage Getting <laughs> out orders for Crycheck to hinder Mulder's attempt to catch up to Dwayne Barry y- you mean kill him no hinder by putting a bullet in his head no comes in of course Krychek's got that phone up so Krychek's got to be like okay I love you grandma <laughs> during the drive Krychek suggests that Mulder slept at this point in three or four days Fox in fact, Mulder is so shower. out of it that Fox Mulder don't need to sleep Mulder is so <laughs> do you think Mulder's on like do you think Mulder's on trucker speed by this point too if he was on it he wouldn't have really run into that trucker <laughs> here's the thing um he's not popped a couple rattlers yeah Here's the thing is it's like they're not on. I mean, I know they're not on like 81 or 64, which are all the major highways through that part of the world. Why aren't you on trucker speed? It's like the stank is awful. Okay, so the stank isn't keeping him up. He's not doing any drugs. Uh, Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I I got nothing there. Back then it was called crank. Mm, Crank. He has the perfect opportunity to like just kill Mulder here. Let him fall asleep and then hear the the, the driver. He would also die in that car crash and he is just too pretty for that. This is true. He is just too gosh darn pretty to let that happen. The the exchange between them. I like that scene though. Oh, the the use of... 
a guide to the world of facts, <laughs> statistics. <laughs> like this, this is the number one cause of all of all of all uh, traffic accidents. And how many people have died from this? Think of their statistics. People have died making. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these are the moments that like out Ted Bundy is starting to boil to the surface, or at least in my mind. The tram operator infor- informs him that uh, Dwayne came and went, and he didn't stop him. Like again, <laughs> again, this is like the ineptitude of the Commonwealth. Which again, we're really good at this. Like law enforcement in the Commonwealth is popping this. Also, national parks, forget about it. There have been no roadblocks put up if a federal fucking agent has been kidnapped. Dangerous mental patient. Uh, None of this shit makes sense to me, uh, even with the conspiracy element. My brain hurts now. No. See, I, I pull myself out so much that I, that I, I don't <laughs> notice that shit right away. This is why I'm here, is to ruin your life, Marissa. <laughs> now, driving to the summit will take about an hour, and uh, that will put them far behind Dwayne. Very- Ops to reenact a scene from view to a kill, right? With the tram cars. The tram cars, they take the ride up to the top of the... It's Living Daylights that I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I confused it with a better Bond film than the one that I was thinking <laughs> of. <laughs> Bill Tram Operator tells Mulder that, hey, oh, that thing is Bill. shut down for the summer. Tram Operator. Se- that thing is shut down for the season. Mulder's like, no, I've got to go. I'm FBI. You're going to show me how to operate this thing. Points his fucking gun at him. Turn your key, sir. <laughs> oh, the, the intensity of this scene. And by the way, that, that tram car operator is a guy who's been in the X-Files before. He is Peter LaCroix. Uh, he leaves Krychek behind with Bill. Again, getting dumped like someone's or bad Bob, prom dates. No, he's going to make sure that Bob's not going to shut the thing down. Is he Bob, uh, is he Bob tram car or is he? Yeah. Bob tram car. Bob tram car. There's already too many bills in this show. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, the thing is, this guy, this character actually has a name because there are speaking lines. And oh, you might recognize him, actually, because he did play the trucker in, yeah. in EBE. I'm sure we will see him many times after this, as in we won't. But go on. So, We're so, the best fucking scene in this goddamn season, okay? Mulder, of course, completely the safety re- recommendation from the car operator. He's like, fuck it. And pushes that some and, and guns that thing above it, the speed that it needs. Remember what we've talked about. The entirety <clears throat> of the X-Files is don't do the thing. And Mulder doing the thing. Yeah, but first he's like, "Yeah, I." And then he totally does the thing. Fucking little kid, and then he goes. Yeah. As as Bob as Bob Tramcar watches in horror, the devious Krychek pulls the insidious Mister Krychek Yama, yeah, and (laughs) smashes it into the back of his head. So we need to get another. We need to get like the bell here, right? Because this is another (laughs) Krychek death. The next morning in the local <laughs> next morning in the in the Albemarle County Office of Parks and Recreation, the everyone the commissioner arri- arrives with a What's going on, Terry? What's happened? Terry Stedman, Commissioner of Parks and Recreation County, calls the calls a meeting together to inform everyone that Bob Tramcar was found dead at the in the tramcar operating booth. What? But Bob? but Bob was just like five days away from retirement him and judy were going on that cruise who's gonna tell bob trap jr <laughs> who's gonna tell bob trap jr and little yuna 
calm myself down now. Oh God. You literally put your. I really there. felt bad for Bob Tramcar there for a moment. <laughs> acting. Like this, John is the second confirmed kill for Alex Krychik. So we need the bell there. He did that with the butt of his gun. He pistol whipped a motherfucker to death with one blow. Kind of looked like he popped a boner. He kind like this, this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. Is it's like this episode you realize, but he has now officially become a serial killer. They're stranded above. Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh, he also ah! Uh, you miss something there. Right. He does. He this. smooth back his plays when whipping Bob Tramp. Let's see if I can kill him now. Like, the tramp. Love that scene. Oh my god. I actually did have that like still framed in my locker all through high school. And now I have it on our wall. Tisk, tisk. In the murals of Crychek. <laughs> I also had a picture of Morrissey in my locker too. So it's like I had that picture and Morrissey in a profile like they were going to kiss. Now kiss. Oh my god, gay. Mulder then is forced to uh, climb onto the tram's roof and then attempt to move up the cable manually. Like, it, it, like, I'm trying to, I think it is. It's literally, I think they stole that from a Bond film. And then Krychek, of course, turns the tram back on because he figures you know, he'll fall a whole... Well, fall and this might kill crushing. him and my life will be great. That's what do he's think thinking. Oh, no, no. Do you think it's arguable that he wasn't trying to kill him? He was stalling him for as long as he could. Like... When he turns it back on, it's kind of like, hey, like he's going to go try to fix it and that dumbass is going to fall off on his own. Maybe just well, turn it back on. <laughs> it is sort of like that. I, I don't know because it's like, I don't think Krychek necessarily. I <sighs> Somehow Mulder makes it to the summit where you find Scully's car parked. Is fantastic. He's pointing to the sky. You can't fuck with Dwayne Barry anymore. He is pumping his fist around. Someone is playing I am a real American. Like he is just one bone. Yeah, like he like Barry is running around like he has both won the Oscar for actor, the Super Bowl, and the world heavyweight belt and the lottery, and also got to nail uh the prom queen all at once. And Mulder ain't gonna take any of that shit. He also does find uh, Scully's uh, cross pendant from the trunk. Which also, I think, has a story attached to it that is not even remotely consistent throughout the series. Doesn't it change, like, twice? It does, and then it will also change length in the next episode. (laughs) Because, like, it will beautifully hang between, like, Mulder's nipples and all of the hair in three <laughs> and then somehow will be perfectly like right above the cleavage like a good catholic girl for her in uh one breath you know i remember both of those very well <laughs> all right yes i i roller comes up behind Dwayne barry and starts to cuff him Dwayne doesn't seem too bothered by this until a bright light fills the room Dwayne freaks out about this but unfortunately um uh, well fortunately it's not actually aliens it is a it is a helicopter Mulder arrived just too late to save Scully from her alien abduction. Finally, for once, he's too late. Oh, yeah. And then they go on to do a scene from Reservoir Dogs. (laughs) It really almost got that bad. Stuck in the middle. Middle with you. Dwayne, are you familiar with the teachings of Sean Yu? Dwayne and Mulder are patched up in a Skyland Mountain building. Mulder is aggressively questioning Dwayne, not wanting to believe that the aliens actually have taken her. Repeatedly asked Dwayne's if he killed her. Dwayne insists that he made a deal. Give them Scully, they leave him alone. 
then sees Krychek through the window and two other men, one of whom apparently is a young, appeared to be a young Bill Mulder, and then freaks out. Yeah, just talking to, you know, Chuck and Barry from the the syndicate, just hanging out. (laughs) Like, I really want to believe one of them is Barry from Osiris, like an archer, but that's me. Hanging out with Alex Trevelyan and Barry from from Osiris. Mulder doesn't see the men, but uh, while he's restraining him, he does see blood and some strands of red hair hanging from Dwayne Barry's hospital bracelet, which he still hasn't taken off, which uh, sends Mulder into rampage mode. You would have thought the steak alone on Mulder. Although, I don't know, I bet Dwayne smells pretty raw, too. Like, oh, God, the smell that in that room. Wow. I I can actually almost taste it by thinking about it. Ugh. Ugh. Bitter. Grabs a hold of Dwayne's throat and like he's going for the goozle. But, uh, <laughs> comes to his... Uh, the, goozle. the goozle! The choke slam, right? the choke slam the is the goozle. Yeah. He <clears throat> goes for the throat, basically. And is about to choke him out when he comes to his senses. You would have thought that maybe he would have done the Kaji Hajime. Mm. Aw. Did I at least say it right this time? No. Damn it. <laughs> the Taz mission. Fine. He might have just done the Taz mission and choke you out. Walter leaves the room, but Dwayne does apologize and hopes they aren't hurting her too much with the tests. I think at this point, we're actually getting some interesting footage of Scully somewhere in a light-filled room, shadowy figuring surrounding her. Again, again. Is this actually happening, or are these weird Mulder rape fantasies? Uh, interestingly hmm. enough, when they shoot this, they actually work Scully's. Uh, they work uh, Gillian Anderson's baby bump in. Yeah, that's yeah. even creepier. Like, okay, she, like she, this she, is what I'm saying is it's like there's not any evidence that this is 100 what Scully's going through right now at that moment. Yeah, was this where they were like pumping her stomach and it was like expanding? Yes, that's this, uh, that's exactly where yeah, it is. That's actually Gillian Anderson's real yeah. life baby bump, which is like, good lord, she's ready to pop at that point. Yeah, and then you know when we get to one breath, she got some big old titties in that one. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> Scully got and some big old part- titties. Yeah, that we'll postpartum we'll bread. Yeah. Oh soon, yeah. But- Are we at the point where where like Mulder leaves and then Crychick is hanging out with them, and apparently the two of them are singing "Stairway to Heaven," which was too expensive to actually show. Mulder is suspicious of Krychek after the tram car incident, of course, and uh, orders him not to let anyone in to see Dwayne. <laughs> he goes back. Uh, Krychek is talking with Dwayne. Uh, Mulder gets pissed off about that and pulls Krychek out. Yeah, this is the scene where it's like, did he say anything? I, 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 was that actually in the episode or was that? Like, did I imagine that based on a deleted scene where it's like, did he say anything to you? And all he did is sing uh, Stairway to Heaven, which, again, must have been too expensive to fucking show because that is a ridiculously hard song to license. Well, Krychek insists that um, uh, Dwayne was gagging, which I guess if he was singing would be an easy mistake to make. Oh, no, whisper. (coughs) Yeah, I could see that. That's, by the way, literally, legally, all I can do of Stairway to Heaven without getting sued by Robert Plant. The argument is cut off by the arrival of Baldy McBaldman. Oh, wait, what? Strict Daddy? Skinner is here. Oh, Baldy Daddy is here. He wants to question Dwayne, and he's actually probably pretty pissed off at Mulder for going going against the He is not pissed. He is just very disappointed. (laughs) But before he can question, Dwayne suddenly goes into convulsions and starts dying for no apparent reason. So should we go ahead and put the the bell up or should we wait? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and put this one up. Yeah, let's go ahead and chalk that out to also a cry check kill. 
One more. <laughs> That's three confirmed kills for Alex Krychek. So far, he's winning. So far, he is winning the pool here. I don't know what he's winning or what the fuck is going on. Mulder questions the doctor who performed Barry's autopsy. Uh, since the military was performed by the military instead of the FBI, she is not giving up any details. Which seems kind of ridiculous in that it would be impeding a fucking investigation. But no other doctors were apparently available. <laughs> really? Like, Scully was literally the only person at Quantico doing autopsies. Like, that it's is like what I've got. He has to be sad. Like, do, do, do. <laughs> then he walks away sad to the sad Charlie Brown music, passes like the red doghouse <laughs> with a beagle sleeping on it. The only logical, the logical cause of death would be asphyxiation, which would be, which, uh, because Mulder had been choking him previously. However, he had been breathing pretty well after the, after the choking. <laughs> and apparently singing, if I didn't dream that scene, which there is a good chance I did. Mulder then suggests that another thing could have been poison. Yes, cyanide, injection sites, other things like that. But they didn't, they didn't like check his blood for that or? Yeah, you know, like that could have been just taken care of with a simple toxicology screening and especially. Well, yeah, the military was keeping that under wraps. The government man sent from the government, the government. Their usual, their usual autopsy person was missing. Like, again, like, is she literally, <laughs> she's literally the only person at Quantico. Okay. Patron said, uh. No one, no one else had practice with dead bodies because she kept calling dibs. <laughs> oh, I like that we just accuse her of being a necrophiliac. No, I don't even think it's that. I think she just like. I think Scully just really likes poking dead bodies. So this is going to lead to a lie detector test for both Mulder and Krychek. Is Maury going to be the one who does this? Like this is probably why Krychek sort of disappears. He's like, ah, no, me and Povich. Uh, uh-uh. uh, me and Povich. We got some shit going on. I can't do this, man. Just hook me up to ask. Just hook him up to the to the. Ask me if he's a dirty bitch. Go ahead. Ask Ask me me if if he's a a bitch. bitch. (laughs) Ask me if Mulder is a dirty bitch. Come on, ask me. See if that comes out as true. (laughs) Krychek is much angrier in our in our. Like my Krychek is a much angrier man than he comes off. Like I yes. Speaking of Krychek, he is meeting with the smoking man and suggests once again that they just kill Mulder. Oh, hey, Dad. I thought we agreed that you weren't going to smoke in my car anymore. No? Okay. You know, we could kill Mulder and life would be better. Oh, we can't do that. The uh, smoking man orders that Mulder's left alone because they could turn one man's religion into a crusade if they do that. Seriously, are are, are you fucking him or is he your kid? I can't gauge. Are you fucking him or or is he your kid? (laughs) Like, this is the Krychek internal monologue that I was screaming while we were watching the episode. Is It's like, I, I can't gauge. Are you trying to fuck him or are you your kid? Mulder tries to make take a visit to uh, Senator Matheson, who, uh, you'll remember, sent Mulder to Puerto Rico for the, in the first episode. For a vacation with angry, scared Spanish speakers and aliens. X shows up and discourages him from involving the senator. Meanwhile, back in back in Krychek's car. But some of the angriest jive talking too, I think, if I recall, is that that was some crazy ass jive talk. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like clearly, this is language written by a white man for a black actor, and the black actor is just like, okay. Oh, I love him because he sounds like Ernie Ladd. He does. He does sound like before, Big Cat <laughs> Ernie Ladd. Oh, that's not the name, Mr. Moda. <laughs> you jive, took it, crack it. Yeah, like it's your one. Time. You're gonna so get me like Yeah. <laughs> You're wasting your time. And when I get Dusty Rhodes, Mulder is in his car and finds the uh, 
cigarette butts left by the smoking man. Apparently, there is some brilliant deduction on Mulder's part that Krychek is not a smoker. Yeah, they foreshadowed it when they were in the scene in the garage on their little walkie-talkies talking. <laughs> throws his cigarette out after only like taking two hits on it like that infuriates me to no end still like it's actor smoking that's like that's how you smoke if you're an actor because maybe it's just Krychek gets shorts yeah i like this is the thing but it's an actor thing because you're trying to keep consistency between take you always have to light a new one then that's part of it um but it's just like yeah yeah Mulder's brilliant Krychek deduction that Krychek doesn't smoke which then leads to this entire paranoid conspiracy. And I still say I think Mulder is on drugs from blood. Meanwhile, Mulder, you know, realizes that Krychek has been playing him, impeding his investigation, aiding the disappearance of Scully. And uh, he approaches this, he approaches Skinner with this information. Unfortunately, <laughs> Krychek is already in the wind. <laughs> I want to know where he went. Do you think he went to like Disneyland? Like, he's like, all right, job's over. I'm going to take a vacation. Uh, Wonder what that blonde chick at the UN is doing. Eh, she's kind of a bitch. I had some fun sex though. Eh. <laughs> we see that later. Oh my god, we're gonna get to that in red and the black. I'm so excited. But uh, Mulder is angry, frustrated. His his leaves are rapidly disappearing, and he feels like there's nothing he can do. Skinner I can realizes hear the sounds of excitement. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tunguska. <laughs> oh my god. Is it's not yeah, it's oh it's not Terman Tunguska. It is actually patient X and red and the black. Oh my god, why but do that, I know this? But but, but the, the prison camp episode. We are getting miles ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> Fine, we'll back up the fap train. Okay. Mulder is feeling very powerless and frustrated, <laughs> feeling that there's nothing he can do. Skinner, though, announces that there's something he can do and immediately reopens the X-Files. And then Willy Wonka leans over to Charlie Bucket and says, do you know what happened to the FBI agent who got everything that he wanted? And Charlie says, no, Mr. Wonka, what? Well, his partner nearly dies when she is abducted by aliens. And then they fly off in the machine. And that's how this episode ends. <laughs> Wait, no, it isn't, is it? God damn it. I am in rare form tonight. <laughs> Mulder meets with Margaret Scully in a park and tries to give her Scully's necklace. Margaret returns the necklace to Mulder, asking that she give it to, that he give it to Scully herself when, she, when he finds her. And also, please take down my daughter's fucking tree if she doesn't come back, because my God. Margaret also says that she, she had a dream again about losing her daughter Mulder takes this is a hopeful sign that Scully may be still alive and her husband showed up and asked if the tree was taken <laughs> yeah like that's the thing do you think she dreams about it? it's like is the tree down yet mournfully Mulder looks to Skyland Mountain to the field where Scully was abducted and seemingly alone without her and then is this where we sing total eclipse of the heart this is where the episode ends oh <laughs> and there was no singing in this one Okay, all right. Uh, the second part of this cliffhanger. Uh, a lot of stuff happens here. It's a, there's a lot going on. Now, if you asked me, this would have been the episode to really reveal Krychek's affiliation with the cigarette smoking man. I think they came off a way too early by doing it. That uh, yeah, I, I think this is the thing is it's like if you were going to do that, I would have maybe. Uh, yeah. 
I would have maybe done that as a slow burn. But with uh, Krychek's affiliation now known, the X-Files now open, Mulder is now able to move and with the autonomy he did before. It, it's a pretty big way of reopening the X-Files and getting us kind of back to the status quo. Uh, After, you know, several weeks of Mulder being near nearly suicidal on uh, wiretap watch. I, I guess, yeah, I mean, there is that. It's like... Uh, it, it is nice to kind of get back to, I guess, where we're supposed to be. But it's like, I, I think, I, I do think that they sort of, I think it was just sort of a, there is sort of this wasted slow burn because quite frankly, uh, you know, Crytrek is up to no good. You know, he's up to do some shit. And it may not have mattered if they hadn't just decided, oh, let's bring him back later. So... Yeah, I don't think they had made long-term plans for 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 Crycheck at this point. Well, this they point, never make they gone. never make long-term plans. Like, I mean, Bill Davis showing up again repeatedly was not planned, and certainly Nick Lee past genderbender was not supposed to happen again. And it's just apparently they're just a lot of fun to hang out with, which is probably why he shows up in Arrow and does fucking nothing. Like he's just there and like, oh hi, what? Okay, bye. Let's see, a little bit more time with uh, Margaret Scully this time around, too. Mm. Hadn't seen her since uh, the death of uh, the Skipper, the Admiral. The Gipper? No, the Skipper. (laughs) I don't know what what his rank was. He was a captain. He's Captain Bill Scully. Okay. There wasn't much in the terms of special effects here, apart from the... um, uh, Mulder imagining the possible tests that are being done on Scully at this point. I just, I want clarification. Is that really happening to Scully or is this like, is Mulder writing his own Scully fanfic? He's remembering his spank bank. It's rebooting. Oh God. It, so this means it's supposed to actually be happening to her and he's just, we're supposed to assume he's wondering, but it's not, it's not done that way though. It, it doesn't. I think, <clears throat> I mean, I think initially that's what we're supposed to understand is like, th- it's going on simultaneously. And yet now looking at it because it's just not well discussed. It's sort of like Mulder is writing is basically coming off as the Tina Belcher of the X-Files universe by writing friend fic. Well, he's kind of, he's, he's sort of thinking uh, like, you know, because Mulder has read at this point probably thousands of of uh, accounts from uh, multiple abductees. Like right? he is like he was one encounter away from being Giorgio Sukalos, basically, but is what I really, understand. But he's really and, and so this stuff is all baked into his mind. What what kind of horrors he has he heard when, when in reading through these interviews and these X files? What kind of things are are going through Scully? And that's what I guess they want to short, sort of impart to us in the episode. But we don't have the same kind of bank of knowledge Mulder does, unless you know we really really dig into abduction conspiracy theory and stuff like that. And it, but it, it also does sort of just come off like Mulder has some really creepy fantasies about Scully. Like it might as well have been the scenes from the Big Lebowski. Uh, <laughs> copulation. Um, condition, my condition. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking. Although for some reason I I ended going up to like that Elvis Costello song that's in it. But uh, so this episode comes off with a, it comes off with another cliffhanger. Scully's fate is left in the air. We don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> the handcuffs are off Mulder now. He can go and do what he wants. He can begin researching X-Files again. He can track Scully down. 
So this is why, and, and this is why the next episode is going to piss me off, folks. Oh, really? Really? That's what's going to make you mad about that episode? <laughs> Before we get to the next to the ratings, though, we've got a little information to disseminate for you. First off, the FBI basement debuts every Thursday on iTunes, on Stitcher on podcast addict on anywhere you get your on-demand audio and by the way i want to sort of mention right now uh just this very week we are now number 90 on stitcher's list of fastest growing podcasts so thank you thank you my basement dwellers we love you all dearly (laughs) i threw some confetti at the we encourage you to keep downloading keep listening keep uh sharing our uh our podcast with people you think would dig it rate us on itunes and any other place you can <laughs> share us post us to social media we we love all that and also you can support us on patreon at patreon.com slash the fbi basement where even a donation of as little as one dollar gets you access to our uh discord community gets you access to uh special audio not revealed not released to the public it gives you uh access to uh special art and videos by marissa sometime yeah and i will do interviews with the teacup it will make you um, i will do a personal interview with the teacups and uh it's a it's a fun community to join and we very much appreciate being able to do that for you uh we are a member of the additional mass podcast network, which is uh, run by our good friend, Valentine. Tell us about that, man. Yeah. It's a network with a bunch of different audio on it. I uh, got a new project. I'm starting up. It's uh, a working name in progress. I, I can't figure it out, but I'll be uh, reading uh, stories and short stories. Like go there and check out all the other shit we got. Additionalmass.com. That's right, uh, medicinalmass.com. Uh, if you are a fan of the written word, however, my wife, Shannon S.C. Huff, is the, writer, is the writer of a series called The Department of the Arcane and a few other projects upcoming. Tell them about that, Shannon. Oh, I'm sorry. I was playing the, the quasi cupcakes. Anyway, you can check out my writing at schuffwrites.com. Or if you are looking for something on the Kindle, you can always click that amazing Amazon button on our page. And that will kick back to the website and gives us food and dog treats. And It's a very good book. I, eh, they're, very, they're good books. I, I don't. I, okay, sure. They're good books. And I'm not just saying that because I'm in bed with the author. Quite literally. <laughs> I know where he sleeps. We don't have any of that going around here. <laughs> Also, uh, from the spoken word to the written word to uh, the thing that's worth a thousand words, which is pictures. Uh, Marissa makes pictures sometimes, right? I, I do pictures. I do uh, I do logos. I, I'll do banners, anything you need for your site. You can find me through facebook.com slash O-D-D-E-L-I-G-H-T-A-R-T. <laughs> also into writing. Sneaky little project with somebody else on this podcast. <gasps> hey, something's going on. Something, something. Something, something, something. Also, look for us at AwesomeCon in Washington, D.C. Oh, this weekend. This weekend. And then we don't have something for a while, and I'm sorry about that. We'll take a little break. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. We've been so. doing a lot of traveling. All right. Time to give out the ratings. Okay. This one is going to be two. Uh, no, sorry. I'm going to give this one four moments of silence at the uh, Virginia Parks and Recreation offices for 
for Bob Tram Tram operator. (laughs) Shannon? I I was going to give this like a three and a half uncomfortable uh, DMV statistics. All right. Marissa? I'm going to give this uh, four and a half Mulder's murderous stares. Uh, we have uh, Adam here. He he um he gave one. I'm not sure I understand it though. It says I give it four. No shit. The CSM and Alex are pals. Molder out of five. Is that what that? Okay. Uh, yeah. Shh. I'll give this uh, one long enjoyable ride up a mountain while you're inside of a trunk. <laughs> you, you know there are handles in trunks that help you escape when you're locked in them. Uh, happens. Dwayne Barry and Dwayne Barry takes care of things like that. I I am sorry that I did not realize that. Except uh, Dwayne Barry's dog. Someone else is feeding Dwayne Barry's dog now because yeah, Dwayne Barry forgot about dog? Dwayne Barry's dog. Yeah, where is the dog now? I guess <laughs> I think by this point, dog is named Dwayne Barry too. <laughs> dog is named Dwayne Barry. All of his kids are named Dwayne Barry. He calls his ex-wife <laughs> Dwayne Barry. <laughs> Her name is really Linda. Well, we had a lot of fun with Dwayne Barry while he was here, but now he's dead. Oh. Now we are is dust in the oh, we are is dust in the wind. And uh, <laughs> with that, so is the podcast. Ah, <laughs> oh, I killed it now. <laughs> but we'll be back alive again next Thursday. Until then, for uh, Shannon, <clears throat> Marissa. <clears throat> what? No. Oh. Yeah, join us next time when Mulder really digs his teeth into the X-Files and tries to look for Scully by going to L.A. and dealing with vampires. God damn it. (laughs) Is that the next episode? That is the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) The next episode is three, guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) This this may actually be a contender for the Face of Mars Award this season, is if Mm. you couldn't tell. So uh, we're going to be watching that next week. God help us all. Meanwhile, (laughs) the FBI basement will come to you every Thursday, uh, rain or shine. We are... Sorry. (laughs) Why did you take the thing off? I wanted a clown nose. You know all that shit you just heard on this? <laughs> Shannon took the fuzzy part of her microphone off and put it on her nose <laughs> while we were recording. What the fuck? I thought she was doing cartwheels while holding the microphone. My bad. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> what is wrong with me tonight? <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna back Ooh. off now. I'm done. <laughs> the FBI basement comes to you every Thursday, every Thursday morning, in the wee hours. Compliments of Valentine's extreme insomnia. Uh, we, you can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Until next time, this is Todd for Marissa, Valentine, and Shannon wishing you all a good night and letting you know that the truth is out there. Bye. I'm walking away from that microphone now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. You guys ready to record an episode? Am 
my the FBI basement. Blap, 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 blap. 